Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 53 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying in um, the week of February the 27th to March the 5th in uh, a few chapters uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 8, uh, Mark chapters 2 to 4 and Luke chapter 7. Apologies uh, for the delay on the episode that we've had uh, for the second part this week. Uh, missed a day yesterday and um, this morning has been a bit later as well. Uh, just had a lot going on the last couple of days, but hoping to get back into the regular daily schedule uh, and hopefully catch up uh, with what uh, we missed as well. So we'll see how we get on. Um, we were just finishing off looking at uh, the experience of the centurion servant uh, and how the Saviour talked about the great faith that he had. One of the things I wanted to pick up on was in verse 13, which is uh, of Matthew 8, which is at the end of the experience. Now, this story is also shared uh, in the book of Luke um, in chapter uh, 7, verses 1 to 10. But the Matthew chapter 8 um, kind of recounting of this experience says something very interesting in verse 13. Uh, it says, And Jesus said unto the centurion, And go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Now this phrase, the selfsame hour, doesn't appear in Luke. What it does in Matthew is it gives us this idea that it was instant, that you know sometimes the Lord will bless us in that very moment what we need. Uh, and that is um, a, a beautiful uh, message for us to hear about. So that really brings us to the end of that. Um, but we then go and carry on through chapter 8, verses 14 and 15, where we read about Peter's mother-in-law. It says, And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother, mother laid, and sick of a fever. He took, And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Now, I find this fascinating, because it's probably an experience we haven't heard very much uh, in our studies of the New Testament. It's not one that springs to mind when we think of the miracles of Jesus, you know, we often think of the walking on water and the turning the water to wine, the healing of the leper and all these other beautiful, miraculous experiences. But we very rarely talk about um, Jesus healing Peter's mother-in-law. Um, but what is interesting, I find from this, is that at least in the telling that Matthew gives us, uh, we don't have any um, reference or indication that Peter is um, Peter is asking for this to be done, or that uh, there is someone beseeching the Saviour for this healing to happen, or that even that the Saviour refers to the faith of the person being healed or those who have maybe asked him to heal them. Um, he, he All we have literally in this account is that he walks into the house, sees the wife's mother laid, and touches her hand and the fever leaves her. So it's kind of this instantaneous thing. And what this teaches me, this very short but very poignant um, experience, is that sometimes in our lives we will receive healing, we will, we will receive blessing or support or guidance, even if we don't ask for it. Um, the Lord is so gracious. He wants to bless us and help us. Uh, our Heavenly Father loves us dearly. And there may be times in our lives where we have not necessarily prayed for a healing gift to come or um, for something to be taken away from us. And the Lord will do that for us if, if it is his will that it happen. Um and that is just a really powerful message that comes from this rather short and rather overlooked um, experience, I think. And what I also like as well is how after she arose, 
in verse 15, it says she ministered, un, uh, ministered unto them. So she experienced the blessing and the healing of the Saviour. She had in her life an experience which brought her closer to him. And then from that point, she was able to minister to others. And what a great message that is for us from Peter's mother-in-law about when we receive blessings or miracles in our lives, what we ought to do then. And that is to to teach and to testify of how this has happened and minister to others. Um, so, you know, two verses, very short experience there. Um, but again, so many things we can get from it. But then we carry on uh, and we go to uh, Mark chapter 2, uh, verses 1 to 12. Now, this is an experience which we have referred to already, uh, but it's one we'll go into more detail here. Um, and there is a... Um, a moment here which I want to share uh, from verse uh, 1. It's introduced to us that Jesus is, has been in Capernaum for some, for some days, it says, and it was noise that he was in the house. Now, this meaning in the house just basically means at home. So the people know where they are, where, they, where he is, and a crowd gathers. Um, this you know, after these number of miracles that have taken place and the teachings that were given, you know, he started to draw quite some attention. Uh, and we know that this was a very busy place. And in verse two, it says, and straightway there were many gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. So the house is so full that people are spilling out into the street in terms of listening to, to the words that uh, that the Saviour was saying. But then we have in verse three, um, the the event take place. It says, and they kept come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. So we have um, an individual who is paralyzed uh, on the bed, on a bed, who's being carried by four friends. We know the story. Uh, we know what happens. We know that they can't get in through the door. And so in verse four, it talks about how. They uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Now, I just want to pause here just for a moment and just kind of reflect on what this is saying. They removed the roof of the house. Now, of course, this is not probably the houses that many of us listening may be used to, where there is kind of brick and, and slates on top of the roof or some other kind of heavy material, which would be tricky to, to maneuver. Yes, of course, the roof was probably more easy to, to remove. However, this is still a roof that is being removed. Uh, this will have taken some time, quite a lot of effort, and certainly, particularly if you're in the house, um, a lot of confusion. <laughs> I mean, just imagine the Saviour is teaching and testifying of a number of things, and then suddenly the roof starts to be removed, and you're just wondering what on earth is going on. Um, but as, you, as we all know, they remove the roof and they, they lower down uh, this friend. Um, and in verse 5, the Saviour is moved upon by this. And in fact... In verse 5, it says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, I'm not going to suggest here that this man did not have faith. Um, I'm sure that he did. But what I find interesting here is that it specifically says when he saw their faith, he then said to the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Which suggests to me that this is referring to not necessarily him, although, again, I'm sure that he had the faith, but it's referring to the people who either, and there's a couple of options here, when he saw their faith, meaning the people who had lowered him down through the roof and removed the roof, I think that this is probably more who he's referring to. Another possibility, when he saw their faith, he could it could just be referring to the congregation that has gathered around, both of which uh, 
give a number of implications about um, the Saviour's miracles and how um, faith works in the ability and his power to heal. Um, it tells me that if there is an individual that we love or someone that we care deeply about who is not praying for, for, for a healing to come to them, that we can offer those prayers on their behalf. And of course, the Lord can't take away our, their agency, but he, kill, he still can support and heal and bless when he can. And if we have the faith to ask for it, I'm sure he can bless and uh, uplift and support others in their lives, even if uh, they themselves do not have the faith at that moment for it, um, which I just think is a powerful, wonderful message. We are going to pause there uh, and uh, at this experience, but there's so much more to come, as I'm sure you know. Uh, so please join us um, in the next episode, whether that comes out later today or tomorrow, uh, where we'll continue looking at this um, experience of the person who was brought before the Saviour on, on, the, on the bed through the roof. Thank you so much for sharing this time and until we meet again.